October 23rd edition of the Hughes Sports Podcast. We are a few minutes later than normal. A few! We're only 10 minutes late for being an hour early. So really, we're still on time. I am your host, Jake Hughes, alongside with me, the old man, old man. How the hell are you doing today? I'm doing by, I'm doing way better than you. If I'm hoping most oh. people are going to watch this podcast because your hair is worth the watch. Oh, it's... Will, uh... Just so you guys know what happened here. Jake had a long day, a long night, a long weekend. No. And he was asleep, and I knew he was, and I tried calling him twice, and he woke up on the second time. So, yeah. um... His hair is sticking this way. You got a big it's, horn, and it's yeah, awesome. You know, it is. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got back from Vegas last night at way god awful hours, and then drove three hours away to only turn around and drive back. And it's it's been a it's been a long weekend. Let's just say that. <laughs> How was Vegas? Vegas was great. It was, was it? E- the locals were even complaining that it was too hot for this time of year. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, we were hitting 33 degrees um, Celsius every day. Oh, nice. In October. Nice. It's nice. It's nice, except nice. for I went for I went for an outdoor festival during oh. the middle of the day. Yeah. So, um, kind of warm. just a little. And 33 degrees on cement. For 13 plus hours, my entire body is... I'm surprised I'm not in more pain than I am. Yeah. But luckily, Vegas pumps oxygen into the the, the hotels, and you can't convince me otherwise, because I feel a lot better than I should or have any right feeling. There you go. There you go. So did you get a chance to watch much um, sports while you are down there? Um, I watched more baseball than anything else, to be completely oh. honest. With yeah, because the, the, World, with the, being World the Series is on. Uh, no, not yet. Still the championship series. Yeah, this uh, for playoffs. Yeah. 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 Um, but I watched a couple games of hockey. We went to a couple sports bars to be able to catch games and nice. stay up to date with everything that's going on. Um, nice. So when you, you also, I was going to say, you also had a very interesting weekend as well. I did. I did. I got to go down. I flew in, into Vancouver on Friday night or Friday afternoon morning, I guess it was, and um, went down into Vancouver and took in the BC Lions debacle. That was a football game. Um, Was it a football game? Well, it wasn't surprising. I mean, everybody's like, oh my God, what happened to our Lions? People, yeah, people, 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 come come close. The old man's going to give you some words of wisdom. Come no no come closer. Listen in. Are you stupid? <laughs> it was a mean nothing game. It now, really was. Um, now if the Lions were up sixteen nothing at the half, do we just want to talk about that game first? Do we don't want to talk about the CFL? Jump right into the 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 week that was in the CFL because. There's well, not a lot to talk did, about, really. And then you just cut me off and didn't let me finish telling what I did. All right, well, let them know. <laughs> let them know. So, but yeah, it was cool because I got to sit in. Um, I was invited to the game by Mr. Arlan Bruce, a good friend of our show, Mr. Arlan Bruce the Third. 
um, met for some drinks and then went to the game uh, with him and a few of his buddies and um, got to meet a few CFL legends, so to speak. Well, not so to speak, CFL legends. I was going to say, so to speak. No, you met some CFL legends. <laughs> One Mr. Paul McKellum, Larry Johnson. And I think the funniest one I met had to be um, this gentleman I was talking to, and I really didn't know who he was. And we were just talking away, and he had his, I think he had three or four grandkids with him. And we were yakking away. And he was standing with Paul McKellum, and Larry was sitting was sitting in a chair beside him and he goes ah you're probably too young to remember who i am and i'm like i don't know man i think we're pretty close to the same age i said what's your last name and he said hebler and i started laughing and i was like no yeah like i don't know nick hebler and he's like you remember me he was so <laughs> excited that somebody remembered him it was pretty cool it was fun um so it was a fun night even though the Lions sucked that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, again, it was a mean nothing game. It, again, I, I think, and we'll talk about it, but I think if the Lions were up 30 nothing at the half, VA might continue in the second half just to try to secure that win, but they weren't, so they sat what did they ch- I mean, really, when it came down to it, the Lions didn't have their destiny in their own hands. They could have no. won. They could have won, and then had... Uh, Winnipeg had to lose one of their last two for the Lions, or they would have had to lose their last two for the Lions to secure first. Yeah, um, that was come on. They're, Winnipeg played the Elks. That yeah. wasn't happening. So the Lions no. knew it. And why? A why show um, the stamps or the Riders because we didn't know who was getting in at that point. Why show either of them? Um, anything they of what we're going to be doing in the playoffs. No, you know what? I would rather see the stamps in than the riders personally. Um, you're not going to have as many rider um, stamps fans at BC place as you would rider fans. Yeah. So better for BC, in my opinion, to have the stamps in. Well, and I mean, I saw it all over uh, Facebook as well. And we've talked about it. The Lions have a bye going into the playoffs. Yes. You give them a bye. You give them a bye going, like you give them the Western final. Sure, they would have loved it. But have you ever seen a team play with that many days off in a row? No. It would be be ugly. They they don't look good usually. Like there's a reason why you usually have training camp and and then the regular season. You don't just jump into the regular season. Exactly. Now, Winnipeg, what does Winnipeg do for uh, Friday's game against Calgary? Do they sit a bunch of people and then they're off for literally 20 some odd days before they play football? I think you give your your starters uh, the first half. Yeah. Because, I mean, Stampeders, um, that game's Friday. The Stampeders are going to be playing for pride. Like, well, no, Stampeders are in the playoffs. Stampeders oh yeah, Stampeders are, are playing yeah. are in the playoffs. Yeah. So, so they're playing they're they're gonna be played cautious not to get hurt. Yeah. Because it's absolutely for both teams, it's an absolute mean nothing game. It's a home game. And guess what? Anybody yeah, want tickets? Because I'm not going. <laughs> Did 
did you look outside today, Jake? Yeah. Yeah, I did. It, I, uh, it's minus. Oh, it's gotten time out. It's gotten worse since I got home. Oh yeah. It's just a blizzard out there right now. For anybody that's listening on the West coast, Jake and I live, he lives in Calgary. I live about 15, 20 minutes away in Airdrie and we're having a freaking blizzard. It's, it's coming down. This white stuff is coming down. Winter has arrived. And in um, earlier this morning, I was up in Edmonton, and this is what it was like this morning. And it oh, really? just continued to move north, uh, move south. Yeah, which is why I'm I'm almost glad I got home when I did, because I would have been stuck driving probably still. Yeah. So let's hit it. Let's hit it. What are we going to talk about first? You want to go through the CFL first, or you wanted to go let's, through the? Let's talk about my Canucks first. That's totally up to you. Where, where do we want to start? Where do we want to start? Where do we want to finish? We always start. We always finish with picks for next week for the, the CFL. So let's talk about the NHL news, and then let's talk about the Canucks. Okay. So last week we talked about it, the uh, rainbow tape ban. Yeah. Um, this past week, Travis Dermott of the Arizona Coyotes, formerly of the Vancouver Canucks, um, became the first player to defy the NHL's uh, pride tape ban. Yes. And I opened up here and I have the exact quote from the NHL um, that uh, the Athletic had asked if Dermot will, will face a fine or discipline for his actions. And the NHL replied, "In we will review it. We will review it in due course. Yeah. So... What does, what that, does mean? that like? What does that mean? It's, I mean, it's Gary Bettman's league. Gary Bettman doesn't want this to be a thing. But it's been it's been two days. Well, now McDermott's been asked about it, and yeah. he says, and I quote, "Not sorry, not McDermott, just Dermott." Oh, sorry. What did I say, McDermott? Isn't that funny? Huh. Um, it's it's oh, a very so common name. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Travis Dermott says, you don't really want to go against the rules. They are put in place by your employer, but there's some people who took some positive things from it. That's kind of what I'm looking to impact. You want everyone to feel included, and that's something that I felt passionate about for a long time in my career. It's not like I'm just jumped on this train. It's something that I felt has been lacking in the hockey community for a while. He goes on and on. So he's literally is, put his career on the line. Because well, he is could not be blackballed. Yeah, very easily could be blackballed from the league for this. Oh. Um, and this is not the first time. Like, he's, he, um, like, if you go back through his career, he's very supportive of the LGBTQ plus community. Good for um, him. The, there's been lots of people going back through and being like, um, on his Instagram, on his Twitter, he posted um, like years ago of him wearing pride uh, sneakers and someone commented saying uh, unfollowing and he re- to a random fan. He was like, good, I don't want you. Pretty simple. Right? Like he it, it's pretty to me, it's pretty simple. Like you are either inclusive or you're not. And he's I, choosing to be inclusive. And I think on the league's side, they're just holding their breath. And literally holding their breath, going, "Oh please, oh please, nobody else do this. Oh please, nobody else do this. Don't make this what a happens, thing." What happens if a team, and I'm, and I'm using the Canucks because that's who we watch, who live in a very progressive area? Yes. 
even California, the California teams live in a very progressive area. I would say even more progressive than Vancouver. Yes. What happens if an entire team goes says, "Screw you!" All right, Travis Dermott didn't get in trouble. Are they going to find all of us, including superstars like Travis? I'm using Anaheim, Travis Dermott, some young stars, Quentin Byfield in L.A. What are they going to do? Well, that's the thing. What if a Connor McDavid? What are they like, going to do to him? Yeah, they're going to suspend Connor McDavid over rainbow tape. Um, what about let's let's take the other Connor? What if Connor Bedard stands up and says, "You Batman," um, and puts the tape on? To me, that would and this would this is a bold probably a very bold take for something this this if that's the case if every single team and all the superstars come together and do that it spells the beginning of the end for Batman as the commissioner Batman would ha- literally have to resign over this i don't think he'd resign over this i think it would start to to crumble because for so i mean my entire lifetime he has been the commissioner of the nhl well he has right try not to move your mic um, yeah i know it squeaks <laughs> um the and he's made it so that way it's it's Gary Bettman's league and you're you're happy to be a part of it. Where the superstars now they have personalities. Now they have power. Well yeah. Right? And they fought against that for so long. The owners and Bettman. The owners push Bettman to not give the players this kind of power. But like every other league out there, the players are starting to take power into their own hands. You look at college football. I know we're freaking going down a rabbit hole, but you look at college football now with the likeness um, law, they've got the power again. There was, yeah. I don't know who it was. There was one kid in, in college ball who said, yeah, no, I'm not going pro this year. I can make more. I can make a couple billion down here. <laughs> let's, let's think that through. He's going to college and making a few million dollars in, in sponsorship opportunities, which is what they should be. Yes. Because so, they're, Oh yeah. They're putting their bodies on the lines. The right. Like, especially in college, these kids are going out and even if they're, um, even if they are, my brain is not working at full capacity today. Even if they are top of the athletes, they're still going out. They're putting their bodies on the line. And well, if they want to put their message out, they're they're even in the NHL, they've turned superstars have turned themselves into commodities. Well, yeah. And let's face it, most college players, the majority, the highest majority of college players aren't making the NFL. No, exactly. So all these colleges are making millions and millions and millions of dollars off these kids. So finally they're getting a piece of their own. So we went down that rabbit hole. I don't know how we ended up going down that rabbit hole, but bringing it back, I really think this is just the tip of the iceberg that you're going to see. And it was funny because um, Travis McDermott did not put it on his, the pride tape on the um, blade of the blade of his stick. He put it on the shaft of his stick. Well, and it's, it's about this much of pride tape, like looking at the picture, because it's yeah. the first time I've seen it. Because I was, I've I had to Vegas. look, I had to go searching for it. I couldn't see it even on the picture. I was like, "Where is it?" It's, it's like that but big, it's, but it's a test. 
What's Addicts. next? Um, it wasn't even Pride Night in Arizona. It was just no, no. no he did it. He took a stand. Yeah, I don't know if he's part of the community or if he has friends that part of the community. It doesn't really matter. No, he took a stand, and you know what? I take my hat off to the kid. Um, good on him. Yeah, and I'm glad it was a vet that did it. Was it some rookie? trying to make a name and then people would have said oh this kid's trying to make a name for himself well and it had to be a vet someone who like it yes. had to be someone who wasn't oh no i, I i'm i've been blackballed out of the league i've made like, my he's million. made don't get me wrong he's he's not old but he's made some money he's made a few million dollars yeah yeah he doesn't need to play is what right? we're getting he, at exactly he he has he has the backbone to stand up for and isn't too scared of being um blackballed from the league so exactly um you mentioned it uh very so let's very quickly talk about it Connor mcdavid um is out for a week to two weeks with that. a muscular uh injury and it's <clears throat> it's funny because it's not funny sorry um, what are we coming up to next week? The Heritage Classic. Oh. <laughs> Is he out for the Heritage Classic? Ooh, that would be a huge loss for a game that's going to be played in miserable conditions. I didn't even think of it, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's October 30th, I think it is. Or 29th. Yeah. Six days away. So if he's out for a week, they say a week to two weeks. He's not, it looks like he's not going to play the Heritage Classic. Yeah, I, it's. Talk about a miserable start for um, Edmonton. For I mean, poor Edmonton. Just, like a team that was supposed to lead the league and they were supposed to be they, like the number one contenders. They still, and they still could be. Like it's still very oh, early in the sure, season and that team sure. has so much talent, but. <sighs> You want to talk about, other than the Canucks, another cursed team. First round picks have they had, and they're still struggling to, to have a, a positive, um, a very positive outlook. Like, don't get me wrong, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, the a one-two punch that we haven't seen in the league probably since Gretzky and Messier of the Oilers um, in the, when was that, 70s, 80s? But they're not cohesive as a team. There's still parts that are missing. Um, very similar to Toronto. But there's that there's something missing from Edmonton. And I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, no. I agree. I mean, I've only watched three of their games. I and um There's just something missing. And I Well in in that second game against the Canucks, I mean the first game it was 8-1. It was a weird-ass game. and But the second game in the third period, you could see Edmonton... I, want, I don't want to use the word give up, but it looked like their shoulders sunk in. and I think they got they frustrated. They well, got frustrated just, because... Yeah, maybe. Well, they, you got to think about it. I mean, the Canucks weren't, aren't supposed to be a great team. 
we're supposed to be a, a contending for a playoff spot, and we'd be happy with that. Yeah. And Speaking of it, our Canucks, they're they're above five hundred. Now, come on, if if we were talking preseason, we said, what would we look like after? What would be a success after five games? Oh, this would be this would be a success after five games. There's no. I doubt think about so. It. I mean, yeah, it sucks because we went. We won the first two, then lost the next three. Nope, we lost two. No, two and then won one. And then we, yeah, we won uh, two days ago in in uh, Florida. Yeah, that was a fun game. We watched that with my brother, my big brother. It was fun. Um, my concern with this yeah. team is, other than the first game, even in the first game, you haven't seen a sixty-minute effort. No, you've seen. You've seen bright spots in a period, maybe two, but then they come back down to earth. And I don't know if that's a, they burn themselves out because it usually seems to be the third period where they, they tend to, to sputter. Yeah. Is it, are they burning themselves out? Are they still not used to this, this system or are they just not that good and getting lucky enough or their skill is dragging them into winning situations a little of all the above (laughs) how's that for and i mean what when i looked at it what i'm not liking what i'm seeing is how badly they're being outshot i except for last game where uh, i think the shots i didn't check it i meant to check it before we went live um but i think the shots on net in the last game were pretty darn close um the other games, we're being outshot two to one. Um, I made a comment on Jeff Patterson's um, Twitter. He he made a tweet about um, what is it that you are noticing about the Canucks, and I said that, and he's he said yes. He said, and a lot of that has to do with taking stupid ass penalties, and it's true, um, and having chaos draft being chaos draft. Okay, um, so. I knew this was going to come up. So last game, it was uh, 36 shots on goals to 31 um, in favor of the Panthers. So a lot closer of an effort. Only five shot difference. Yeah, exactly. But still outshot. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you take two more penalty minutes. Like, you're taking penalties. That's what's going to happen. No matter well, No matter what team you are. But you don't win a lot of games... When you're outshot. The... No. It's a fact. And the I mean, that's have, one of the fair. stats that I care about. All the uh, It was really funny. I have to tell you this later. Um, remind me about something. Um, on, stri- on on the podcast or off the podcast? Either way, it don't matter. On the, okay. pad- on the podcast. Um, when you're looking at wins and losses, the other thing you want to look at is shots on net. And you're not going to win a whole bunch of games when you're being outshot. It's simple. It's just simple. No, hundred percent. I think, I think it's something that ends. Um, Rick Talkett has talked about it a lot. He's talked about it a lot, even after the eight to one win, and then the three to four, the four to three win against uh, the two wins against Edmonton. He had a practice in Philly where he was like, "Who are you guys? Who do you think you are? You need to keep working." Yes, and then they go out and get shut out in Philadelphia 
Philly's a good team this year so far. Well, it's it, it's the it's the typical um, uh, Tortellini effect. Mm-hmm. He gets in there. He gets he gets a handful of players to buy in, but then by the time halfway through the season hits, they're all burnt out because they're blocking 180 shots a game. <laughs> um, but you you touched on it and Tyler Myers, chaos, chaos giraffe. He got a goal. He has in five games. He has two points. Is a plus two. Is he a plus two? He's a plus two. How many penalties did he take? Uh, six penalty minutes, so three penalties total in five games. Yeah, that's too many. For someone who stupid penalties. For someone who has been elevated to be playing in the top four uh, of our defense, who clearly is not a top four defenseman, how can you say he's not holding his own? Is he taking p- bad penalties? Yeah. So so is everyone. I they, can't believe they, he's plus two. That's I, why I, I want to pull up the stats. That. I want to pull up the stats because every time he makes a mistake, the the Canucks Twitter jumps on it. And I'm 100% all for it. I think Tyler Myers needs to be traded because he's not playing up to his contract. But no team is going to want to trade for a player that's not playing up to his contract. Well, that's the problem. He's an albatross. He's a chaos albatross. He's a plus two with two points. I think our goalies have really um, saved his ass. I think, and I agree completely. I think um, Demko and Swayman have really helped this team. Demko and who? Did I say, who did I say? You sp- I don't know. It was some freaking word that I didn't even know. It's Demko and DeSmith. DeSmith. Why do I keep saying Swayman? My goodness. I did that last week, too. You did. Oh, man. Demko yes. and DeSmith. Um, have really kept the team in it. I'm um, sorry. I was looking over at the stats. And last game against Florida, he did not have a good game. If it wasn't for his game in Florida... Tyler Myers would be a plus five. I bet you if you look past the plus minus into those nerdy stats that you really like, yeah, um, the ratings, that's what I wanted to mention to you. So I got on a freaking tweet by somebody that had an article. So I went and freaking jumped on the article. And Jake, Jake, look at me. Yeah, pay attention. I'm listening. No, I'm, you're, I'm, not, you're, you're not looking. I tried. I'm proud of you for trying. I didn't understand a damn word of it. I read the whole damn article and it was like, it was like, holy knuckleheads. So, yeah. What's his read? His advanced stats are not good good after five games. See? Um, I like advanced stats. Of course you do now. (laughs) Um... Yeah, not great. Uh, 33.1% Corsi 4, which means the the fact that you want a positive Corsi, so anything above 50% is a positive Corsi percentage. And he's at 33. And he's at 33. Last year, he was at 40. Like, he's been uh, kind of a career 40. He peaked at 50 right before he came. 
just before he came to the Canucks, he was around a 40. Peaked with the Canucks at 48% uh, for the season, but yeah, not good. Sucks. So, Dom Cam, our friend, the friend of the stream, Dominic Cam says, Myers is a plus two and Hughes is a plus six. Here's a question for Jake. How are you guys losing? Um, goal's only let in on the third pairing is on the ice? Don't look yeah. at Hughes. Don't look at Hughes because he has been on the goal for one goal against so far in five games. I was going to say, leading up to it, he had gone, nobody has scored on him. Yeah, so he's now been in Florida. He's been scored uh, okay. he, while he was on the ice. But, um, yeah, basically, all, that and all the power play. Because your plus well, minus doesn't isn't affected on the power play on penalty kill. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I learned something yeah. new today, folks. Yeah. So it, because tech, like, yeah, you're you. It's a stat that shows you are on ice, but you are also down a man. So how can you? Yeah. How can you claim that that minus one is the same as a five on five minus one, which is where your Corsi and Fenwick come into play because it takes those things into um, into account. There you go. So there's your answer, Dom. And it's been the same this way for the Canucks for the last decade. We're not getting any scoring from our bottom six. Our bottom four defensemen suck. Um, and they're not, it's just, they're not producing. So we're three and two after five. I'm okay with that. I really am. Given that we beat Edmonton twice, you can... Oh, then we lost two in a row, and then we won one. So I'm okay with but, that. If we, we keep lost... this record up, I'm okay with this. Well, yeah, I mean, we're at a, what, uh, 60% win rate. That That's going to get you into the playoffs more than likely. Exactly. Um, also, not getting scoring from our bottom is, we're not even going to talk on that because I could spend another 40 minutes, 50 minutes talking about how that's going through in that. any shape or form. We can't do that. Um, what I do want to talk about about the Canucks is the number one point getter in the NHL. Mr. Elias Pettersson. Isn't it awesome? Number one in the NHL. Now, will he start getting the goddamn respect he deserves no. as being mentioned with Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid? Don't no. get me wrong. Those players are pro- are more proven than, than uh, EP40. But ten points I love, in five games, and and the thing is, he, uh, I was listening to six fifty when I was down on the coast the whole time I was down there. Every time I was in the car, and um, he's not playing at a hundred percent. Apparently, apparently he's, no, he's 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 injured. He's in pain. So, so the way he's throwing his body around, and I said that about EP forty. He's throwing his effing body around. Now, the last time we had a player, a players of this caliber, it was the Sitting Twins. Did yeah, you ever talk about? Did you ever talk about the Sitting throwing their body around? Even in the <laughs> playoffs, they would they would be more physical, but they're not throwing their body around. He leveled. I don't know who it was. The second game against Edmonton, yeah. um, Edmonton was pressing. I don't know if Edmonton was on the power play. If my memory serves me correct. And he like laid in. He freaking shoulder blocked somebody out of their skates. It was like he just drove into him. Probably should have been a charge. He did leave his feet. Oh, without a doubt. But it wasn't called, so it's never all good. It's never a problem. 
If you don't get caught, it's not a problem. I'm going to say it now before I forget. Your mom's nuts. She says she's jealous of the snow. Yeah, okay. So anyone who thinks they're jealous of the snow, please come live in it again. Because <laughs> yes. Come back and let how me to... hear you whine how much you want because... for 20 effing years. Because people forget how to drive every year. The snow hits every every year around this year. And I know that for a fact. My roommate works in an industry that it, that deals with the snow and tells me, oh, yeah, this is about the same time last year. This is a week later than last year. It's always within this week, two-week period that we get snow. And every year, people are like, how do I drive in snow? It's Calgary it for nuts. fudge sakes. It's driving me nuts. Um, <laughs> before I wrap up on the Canucks. Yes. We got three games this week. Three games. I was just doing the math. Three games this week. What's what's oh, a, let's do this by the week. What's a what's a win this week? What's a record have so, to be? Uh, yeah. So Predators, we're at the Predators tomorrow in Nashville. Then we have Wednesday. We have two days off. We have Wednesday, Thursday off, and then we're facing St. Louis uh, um, on Friday. It's our first backpack. So we're playing the yeah. Blues in on Friday and the Rangers on Saturday. And they were saying we very they, they couldn't remember the last time and they looked it up and they couldn't find it the last time they did a Friday Saturday back to back. It's not it's not common for the Canucks. No. Because there's not a lot of I mean with with Seattle in the area it might be more and more common now because there's that geo- geographical they can the other team can play back to back as well. Yeah. Um and it makes sense for them to come in on a Friday Saturday. But to me, if you're getting three points out of this week, so you're you're winning one, losing one in overtime, and outright losing one, I think that's that's a win. Okay, because I was I, I would say they should get they should get two out of this three. Two two out of the two wins two wins or two points. Two wins. I think that would be exceeding expectations and, and staying on where we're at right now. That's what I want. Um if we in win one, in the we, comments, sorry, go ahead. In the comments, if we win one of, or if we get um, two points out of the next six available, that's where we can start to see. I think blenders happening with lines, things changing with that. Going to the comment line, Mister Arland Bruce AB three, checking in, saying good evening. Huge show by the Hughes. Hello, Arlen. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking some time to listen to us ramble on about random stuff. Are we playing the Rangers this weekend? Yes, Saturday, me and Dominic will no longer be friends for a few hours. Because he's saying the Rangers have been playing down to their opponents, so there is a chance there. Oh, there's always a chance at the Rangers, because, but it's we've talked about it before in the CFL. Teams that win, that's what they do. They play to the level of their opponents. It's and they somehow win. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. And let's talk about teams playing down to their opponents in the CFL. But before we do that, HughesSports.ca. If you check out HughesSports.ca, we do not have any new articles up this week because it's been kind of crazy for both the old man and myself. However, tomorrow I am expecting... Um, I'm hoping to have time to be able to put together a quick article for the week that was in the Canucks. Um, kind of highlight a couple of the games, a couple of the goals, things that we've been seeing. Kind of recap what we talked about here. Um, and hopefully we can get some thoughts from the CFL, the bye week going into 
the um, I was going to call it the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Grey Cup playoffs from the old man. I might go on a rant. Hey, I feel a rant a, coming. All right. Well, let's get a rant going. And while you're while you're holding on to that rant energy, let's jump into the Friday game. The game you were at with Mr. Arland Bruce, the third. Um, I don't know how much of this game that. you watched. I was gonna say I don't know how much game how much of this game you actually watched because it was uh, pretty blown away pretty quickly and it's a mean nothing game plus and I think you got this wrong I think VA was benched in the first quarter and it was, was he I think in the they first just quarter? Pulled, I thought he was I think they just pulled him Jake he wasn't benched it wasn't like he you're playing no. bad it was go in get warmed up sit down <laughs> really yeah, I think exactly. that's what it was. Exactly what I expect out of the uh, Bombers this upcoming week. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So it was a trouncing. Stamps won. Yay. Stamps are now 18 years in a row. They've made the playoffs. They're planning the Grey Cup parade in Calgary. Um, Yeah, blah, 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 blah. The Stamps aren't going anywhere, but that's okay. This is, in my opinion... I'm trying to think. One of the few times the last few weeks really haven't mattered in the CFL. Yeah. The CFL's it... usually been close enough where you you might know the playoff teams, the three teams that are playing, but you're still figuring out playoff positioning. Where and who, which, where's the home games and whatnot. Everything is set. Top to bottom, um, east and west is all set. Um, Hamilton's going into Montreal. Uh, Calgary's going into BC. Um, so this week is, you know, it's going to be the boringest football ever because nobody wants to get hurt. Yeah. The only team that I could see try like trying and trying hard is the Red Blacks is because you've got a young quarterback there still trying to solidify himself as a number one. Yes. And other than that, you got nothing. But on Saturday, we had the Argonauts go in to Saskatchewan and... I can tell you this. I saw none of this game because I was in Vegas. Um, I watched the Saturday. Whole game. Saturday, I was um, standing outside in 33 degree weather Fahrenheit to burn my shoulders to to poop. Um, I was in Vancouver. What happened? I, wa- I, I watched the entire game with my brother, my oldest brother, the old man, the true old man. He's like 76. So he is the true old man. Um. The Riders, I don't get it. I don't, like, you're literally playing for your playoff lives. And they handed this, but, like, Toronto didn't want to win. Toronto wasn't Toronto, playing hard. Tro- I was just, the only thing I, don't think I really thought was weird did. with Toronto was they left um, Kelly in until, damn, it was late in the third, maybe even into the fourth that he was playing. And then he came, maybe it was a fourth. And then he came up limping, and they finally took him out. Um, The mistakes by the riders, these weren't just, these were mental breakdowns. These weren't just oops. These were total mental breakdowns that happened to a team. And Arland, if you're still listening, uh, you can jump in here and actually add... um, your comments because you've played the game when they're when when the whole organization is dysfunctional 
it has to affect the players. Um, I'm going to wait to see if uh, Arlen cares to comment on that. But you could tell this, the whole organization is, is in turmoil. They came out today and rewarded their GM with a three-year contract. And I was just going to say that. Fired their coach. I don't get it. I, I mean, if Craig Dickinson was still around, I think I, there would have been even more questions around it. Bring back the GM, I don't think is as big of a problem. Look at the team that they assembled. The team on paper is a good team. Oh, that is question. bold. I just saw, I saw Arlen Bruce just put that question in. I'm going to bring that up here. Do you think Show Ryan it. Phillips is a candidate for head coaching position oh, in sorry. the CFL? Wow. Wouldn't surprise me. Nothing would surprise me with a, uh, Ryan Phillips. He's amazing. I mean, he's um, probably one of the... I put him up in the top three um, in the league right now as far as um, football intelligence. Yep. In a coaching and he showed position. that. I mean, and he sh he's shown that from the time, from as a player through to coaching now he has a mind for football. Yeah. Like he, he is a very, very, he was a very, very smart player and he's taking that and bringing it into coaching. So. So now we, we gave him one that I really agreed with. Arlen and I had this discussion on Friday. Look, and that's I'm, why he's Jake. Mayer is a good quarterback, all-star quality. Come on, Arlen. You know, that's not true. You're just trying to bug me now. He's not that good. He, I mean, is he good? Of course, he's playing in the CFL. You've got to be a certain level of good to be able to make the CFL. But is he all-star quality? No. Hey, look, I'm going to – no offense to you, old man. I know you've been watching football a long time. But when someone in who, in my opinion, should be a Hall of Fame receiver says that a, that a quarterback is good and borderline all-star quality, it's going to carry some weight. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, no. Anything. Hey, it's a CFL. If this game on. Um, Love you, AB. If this play, the playoff game in Saturday is a shootout, that'd be the greatest thing possible. Oh. Um, but again, like you said, the Riders handed Argo, the Argos the win when they were trying to lock up a playoff position. Yeah. Calgary, Calgary made the playoffs and good on them. 18 years in a row. They're doing something right. It's the longest pro sport um, record for making the playoffs. So they're doing something right. But their um, win percentage is 35.3%. Let's not lose sight of that. They made yeah. the playoff with a 35.3% playoff percent, um, uh, win percentage. What's their record? Six and eleven. They have one game Thank left, you. so they 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 play Winnipeg on. So they're going to be six and twelve. They're going to be six and twelve. Well, it depends on. It depends again. I expect Winnipeg to to put their starters in for at least the first quarter, if not the first half. Depends what the weather's like. I don't think. No, I don't think that matters. I think you're still you think because so? you're you're playing in Winnipeg. 
for the uh, in two weeks. It's going to be shitty and cold, more than likely. Yeah, you, it could be. Get used to it. So the last game of the evening or of the weekend, the Bombers did exactly what we thought they would. They yep. freaking motorboated uh, the Mr. Elks Eskimos. Um, and now playoffs are set. What happened? I didn't watch no, the game. Before... Before we no, before we start talking about the the playoffs being set, the the playoff picture, what happens with the Elks? The Elks don't play again. They're done. Their season's wrapped up. They they put a bow on it. They they, they put a bow on that shiny turd. Well, yeah. There's only three games next week, isn't there? Only only three games next week. Yeah. Um, they haven't announced anything. Saskatchewan was very quick to announce that uh, uh, Craig Dickinson ha- was not going to be renewed and that they're renewing the GM. Alex have stayed very quiet on, on that news front. And there's not even like three down nation. Uh, Dunk isn't reporting anything far on Lulgy. I haven't seen anything reported. Well, about the, I mean, their president, their president walked away, stepped down, was fired, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Mid season. Yeah. Um, does the coach fire all the other coaches? Does the head coach fire all the other coaches or does he fall on the sword himself? Knowing no, I don't Jones. know. I don't know what his um, contract is. I don't know if he still has. I think a he has one contract. I think he has one, one more. more year left. I think you're because right. that was the whole reason why they couldn't fire him was because the contract Im- implications and everything. Right. But I think the Elks might have to wait until the off season to find out if the CFL is changing anything to do with their uh, their salary cap. Yes. Their, their coach's salary cap. Yeah, I agree. So who who knows what's... Honestly, who knows what's going to happen with everything, but... We now have our playoff picture set in the CFL. We do, we do, we do. Like with I say... One week to go. We have... Let's start in the West, because we're in the West. Let's we start in the my. East. No, let's start in the East. Because they always... They, we always go East to West because they play the games early, so... Let's let's start that. And to be fair, Google still hasn't updated the who's playing the BC Lions. But um, DJ Streams says y'all started early, y'all. Well, we started early, but we technically started late from when we wanted to start. Um, Jake has a meeting to get to, so we had to start at six. Yes, I have, a, I have an important meeting. DJ paid catch up, DJ. Um. So starting in the East, we have the Hamilton Tiger Cats going into Montreal on Saturday, November 4th. Um, normally, we, we save our picks for next week and, and do it then. Like, But it's a mean-nothing week next week. Um, I don't want to give away our picks for the playoff picture, but I want to talk about the games. Because next week, we can t- talk about the, the CFL picture as a whole. Um, yes. Look at the weather ahead of time, see what's going on. So yeah. we have... The winner of that game goes on to face the Toronto Argonauts November 11th at 1 p.m., um, which will be interesting no matter what. Everybody is pretty much anointing, I'll say, Montreal to win this game. I don't think it's going to be that easy. For Montreal? I don't think so. I think that's going to be... 
a really, really close game because both think, teams yes. have a chance. Uh, you know what? Stealing a line from Mr. Rod Peterson, the CFL needs Hamilton to win this game. Do you think the, Hamil- the, the CFL needs Hamilton to win this game? They do. They really do. Because think about it. Hamilton's hosting the playoffs, yep. right? And think of the excitement it's going to cause. Hamilton driving down the road to Toronto. It's just a short drive down the road to Toronto. Tickets. If Hamilton loses, right away tickets start going up on all all the uh, uh, re-ticketing sites. Hamilton wins against Montreal. Tickets aren't going anywhere. There's not a, like, sure, there might be a lot of resale tickets. I pulled up the Ticketmaster website for Hamilton. There's not many tickets left. Like, virtually no, there's, none. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. So, if Hamilton can keep that excitement going and go into the East Final, huge for the league. Yes. Huge for the league. And that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, it would definitely be big for the league. I don't think, like, no matter what, the Saskatchewan fans are going to be there. The diehard Bomber fans, the diehard, the diehard fans who go to every single Grey Cup are going to be there. And those are the ones who bought the tickets. Oh, yeah. Plus, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's going to be sold out, Jake. Yeah. It is sold out. Yeah. I mean, basically. Vir- there is some tickets yeah. left, but vir- basically and, sold out. And I don't um, know what tickets are technically resale tickets versus still yeah. live. And I, and I want to look into that, so... I just, I honestly, I'm going to pick Hamilton in this game. But we're not you look giving at their our second picks. half of this season. You look at their second half record of this season; it's pretty darn good. And there's a lot that can change, though. I mean, um, Hamilton also has Bo Levi back. They have all That's, their tools. They do. Like I'm telling you, I know you're not a fan of Bo Levi, but not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a not. But, but he finds like, ways to win in. The, He's a baller. He, he, and he finds ways to win in the CFL, despite yes. wanting to go to four downs and, and being an American, be American feeder system. He finds a way to win in the CFL, and that's all that really matters when yes. it comes down to the playoffs. Um, and it could come down to condition, condition, condition. And when I say that, I mean field condition. Is it going to be yeah. forty below and blowing snow? Um, yeah. Montreal's right now pretty warm out there. Um, I had a friend in Toronto tell me that it was going to be into the high teens all week next week. It, and that's yeah. in that's just outside of Toronto, I think she lives. So um, I don't know and, what Montreal's looking at. And looking at the the weather. Yep. For the for the fourth, the, it's a fourteen day. Co- um, so it's never ag- super accurate. Yeah. But they're expecting it to be around a high of nine and a low of six. So it's nine. not going to be cold. No. But it's not going to be it's not going to be a summer day, but it's not going to be freezing your butt off like you are going to be here in Calgary or Which in benefits Bo. Yeah. Because he can he can freaking throw that ball, dude. He doesn't have to rely on the running game. If it and I was gonna say, and if there's no wins, if it's a calmer day, it's gonna benefit, in my opinion, it's gonna benefit the Tiger Cats. You're going to talk about but, two guys who can freaking toss that ball five million miles. Uh, you got Cody Fajardo. 
tossing the ball on Montreal side and you got Bo, uh, the arm Levi, the, what did I come up with that? <laughs> Bo, the arm Levi. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, no, it could be a, it could be the snoozer stealing the game, stealing the weekend game, to be honest. See, and I don't think, e- I don't think either of the semifinals are going to be snoozers. No. Like, cause you've got the Stampeders coming in to take on the lions. Uh, yes. the, the, the late game on Saturday, which yeah, Arlen Bruce, uh, talked about it and it's, he thinks it's going to be a shootout. I definitely agree. And anybody who's watched the CFL, especially paid attention to the, um, stamps lions games like we do, because we live here and we're lions fans. They're, they're always close. close. They're always. always close. Like it's now I'm hoping because we are lions fans that there's another gear that the team finds going into the playoffs and they but can you come out I, and get back to that early season defensive yes. shutdown. That's what we need. That we had. But you know what I find funny about the fourth? You're busy on the fourth all day. Yep. You're busy on and the fourth all day. I'm busy on the fourth all day because I've got a poker but, tournament I'm putting on. You've got your... your. I have my 24-hour fundraiser. But if yes. you don't think that I already have blocked off 4.30 to 7.30 for a BC Lions watch-along. Oh, where I'm watching the game, I won't show the score. You're more than welcome to come on. I haven't talked to you about this at all because it's two weeks away. But where I'm literally going to be watching the game. On Are you not going to be pl- you're not going to be playing any video games? All you have to do I'm is live be, stream. I'm live streaming. That's literally I'm taking that time to watch the game and react to it. Well, I'm going to be at the casino playing poker, well, so that might be really game. fun to do. I could have my headset in and we can just go. I could have my yep. phone sitting like this in the on the table looking right at me and yep. playing poker and watching the game because the game is going to be on television. I would hope so. I'll make sure it is. Um, did you want to talk before we, we wrap up for the day? Because that's kind of all we got for time-wise. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk about your fundraiser for anyone in the Calgary? Or not the fundraiser, sorry. Your uh, poker tournament. It's a fundraiser. Okay, it is a fundraiser. I didn't. I yeah. I didn't want to call it a fundraiser. Also, first off, timeout. No, this is the second time I've noticed this. You see why something is wrong my, with the screen? Why you is put that your there? name is you put your name in as my name? Oh, you know what happened? Remember, I had to go out and come back in. Yeah, that's probably what happened. That's what happened. That's what happened. So, um, we are. I am uh, teaming up with. Mr. Colin Patterson, the of uh, the Calgary Flames alumni, 1989 Stanley Cup champion, and the ever so well known Theo Fleury, again of the 1989 Stanley Cup champions, uh, and with their they have a charity. Uh, it's called the Breaking Free uh, Foundation, and what they do is they. Um, give out grants to people who have been through traumatic life experiences so they can get the counseling they need. Um, and I love the way they've kind of put this charity together. Um, thanks Jake. That's it. And, um, it's such a great charity. Uh, it's helping pretty much anybody that's been through a traumatic life experience, um, that, that can't afford to get the professional help or counseling they need. 
So it's at the Ace Poker Airport, Ace Casino Airport. Um, it's uh, $275 uh, buy-in. That includes an Asian buffet. Uh, I think there's a $100 add-on um, available at the end of registration, which gives you an extra X amount of chips. I forget how much. Um, it's going to be just a fun afternoon of poker. Um, it's something that honestly, when you, uh, when I, you sent me this poster and, uh, you showed that it was the fourth, I was like, excuse me, how dare yeah, you? No way. The fourth it's, is the one, the one day that I'm busy every single year. It's that I would have loved time, to have come out and do this. Yes. It's the, it's important that people understand. It's that one time we put all our politics aside yep. and we help out a damn good charity. That's it. So Ace Casino. November 4th, 3 p.m. Um, come on down. Come Just on show. down. Even if you don't want to play, come on down and say hi. I'm sure It'd they... Be, um, the, food at be... the, cas- the food at the casino is delicious. Oh, my God. So even if you go... Eat? Even if you just go down, I'm sure, and, and I'm speaking way out of line here. I'm sure if you go to the Ace Poker or you go to Ace Casino during when the Asian Buffet is there and they're, and you ask to, to be a part of the Asian Buffet, they will let you pay to de- just get the buffet. And oh, I'm sure it. we could work something out. I'm sure. It, it's it's definitely worth it. But it not just like, that. It, it might be a $50 bill, but um, yeah. it'll be worth it. So for those not watching, I have the poster up on YouTube. We'll also post it out on all of our socials. Um, the buy-in is two seventy-five with a hundred dollar add-on. If you buy, if you do both the two seventy-five and the hundred dollar add-on, your total buy-in is three seventy-five. You get a day of poker, a chance to win a bunch of money. Plus, you also have one hundred and eighty-five dollars of your uh, uh, three seventy-five going to a great cause. Exactly, and. The rest of that money is part of the prize pool. So you're going to win money. You're going to win some great yeah. prizes as well. I'm not sure what the prizes are yet, but you're going to win some cool prizes and a good chunk of money if you come out the winner. Arland Bruce is talking about doing a charity poker in Vancouver. Yes, we need to do that. Um, I'm going to be working with you, Park Casino, and the BC Lines Alumni Society to do something along with... Um, the Rod Peterson show to put something together, Arlen. So yes, we're going to be doing that. Now, having said that, Jake, why don't you tell them about your... Having said all of that for a great cause, I do. I'm going to share the screen here again. It's called Extra Life every single year. Um, Extra Game Day or Extra Life Game Day is November 4th. Basically on that day, there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of streamers that go live for 25 hours straight of streaming um whether that's watching or uh, whether that's playing games watching sports just hanging with their community doing all sorts of different things um there is a a never-ending supply of of things to do um this year i'm doing it alongside myself uh and uh three other friends we're going to be live like i said for 25 hours straight my goal this year is to raise $1,800. If I raise $1,800 and I'm working on some things behind the scenes that I can't quite announce yet, I will be doing a stand-up comedy routine. Um, That'll be cool. Um, I'm already working on a stand-up comedy routine. I've been writing it for... I've been doing bits and pieces of it for years because I just think I watch a lot of stand-up comedy. I think it's a lot of fun. 
to actually get up on stage and do it is absolutely terrifying. And I think it will be scary as all mother bleep, but it's for a good cause. So the, could people find a link somewhere that they can go to? Can you put a link in the chat? Yes. Because um, it'll in go the into chat. the, it will go into the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat um, that they can click on and donate. How much have you raised so far? So far I've raised just over a hundred dollars. Um, or just on just a hundred dollars. Let me give me let me pull it up. It's been a while since I've looked at it, um, because my life has been just insanely busy. Insanely busy. Yeah, never never ends. I have raised seventy four dollars American, so a hundred dollars Canadian. Um, okay. Every penny um, that I raise goes towards the Children's Miracle Network Hospital in Calgary. So that goes. Uh, to the children, the Alberta Children's Hospital. Um, and for those of you just tuning in, because I know there's some of you, we're wrapping up. We started an hour early. You guys missed the memo. Um, however, if you are listening right now, in about an hour, it'll be live on every single platform. Or you can head to YouTube, youtube.com slash at HSP underscore pod. You can watch the whole thing, catch up with everything. And please do. We've had a bunch of you hang out for most of the show, if not all of the show. Um, yeah. Share this with some friends. Talk about it. Just tell friends that you listen to us because word of mouth is the best way for someone to check something out. And I haven't told this yet to Jake, but we might, big M-I-G-H-T, have a special guest joining us next week to discuss the CFL playoffs. So we'll see That'll how be... that goes. That'll be super fun. Um, again, link in the chat that was just posted is for the Extra Life raising money. Um, this will be my seventh year doing Extra Life. The first milestone. Every year I set up a bunch of different milestones. The first milestone is a $500 limit where me and the old man on the Hugh Sports channel here, you agreed to this. You no, agreed I didn't. To this. We're going to rewatch Game Seven of the 2010. I didn't agree to nothing. Sorry, tw I said, to, it said I put 2010, 2011 Stanley Cup playoff finals, in which the Vancouver Canucks lost. It'll be the first time I've watched any bit of that game ever since the original viewing. I I can honestly say I've not watched, and I I guarantee you I've blocked off most of that from my memory. Can we watch game five? It was way more fun. That was no, game not. five was when the cops showed up. It is true. That is true. Um, if we had $800, I'm going to be getting an extra life tattoo. If we had $1,400, there's a comedy routine that I would be doing, nor, um, that I uh, am writing out, like I said. Um, that will be done on stream. However, if we, have, if we hit $1,800, that open mic, I'm going to be doing it at an open mic night. Again, I'm working Somewhere. on some things behind the scenes. Um... I kind of want to turn this more into an event than just me doing an open mic night. So keep your ears peeled, um, your eyes peeled, oh, whatever yeah. that saying is. Um, working on a bunch of different things. But do check us out on social media. You can find me at jstreams, J-E-H streams on Twitter, um, as well as on Twitch, where I'll be streaming on November 4th for 24 hours. You can find the old man at, on Twitter or X at kevhugh64, K-E-V-H-U-G-H-6-4. You can also find him wearing his other hats on Facebook at Cavalli Channeling. Um, you can also check him out usually daily in the chat 
of the Rod Peterson show. Um, talking with the, the good folks over there about all the news and everything going on. Is there anything else that I missed, old man? Nope, that's it. Have a great week. Have yourselves a wonderful week. We will check in with you guys next Monday at our normal time. Let me just say that again. We're going to be back at our normal time next week. Have yourselves a wonderful night and goodbye.